Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 102 of the Body Nerd Show. On today's episode, you're going to learn how to tell the difference between good pain and bad pain, why pushing through the pain is actually terrible advice, and the best way to prevent workout-induced pain and soreness entirely. But before we get into it, If you want hips that feel strong and flexible, my upcoming five-day Amplify Hips Challenge will absolutely help. You'll learn how to go beyond basic stretching with my top five exercises for hip mobility and strength, and I'm really excited to share this challenge with you. You'll get five daily classes plus a sixth bonus class where we're going to put everything together for a full hip mobility flow, and this is the best way to not only unlock your tight hips, but also get into the the rhythm and accountability of spending about 10 minutes a day working on your body. So if you've been doing all of the stretching, but your hips still feel super duper tight, then join us, get that support, get that accountability, unlock your tight hips and get strong. You can learn more and grab your spot right now over at aewellness.com slash challenge. I will put that into the description as well, or you can just head right on over to aewellness.com slash challenge. So today's episode comes from a question inside of the Movement Mavens community. How do you tell the difference between good and bad pain? Because sometimes stretching hurts. Sometimes therapy balls are able to get into a spot that can literally take your breath away. But where's that line between hurts so good and just hurts? Because typically when something hurts, you probably baby it, right? You want to take it easy. You want to allow it the time to rest and recover so that it can heal. But what if rest, ice, compression, elevation, that idea of rice, which we've talked about before, what if that wasn't the best way to deal with bad pain or injury pain? And how you go about addressing soreness versus an injury aren't actually the same thing. So for example, when I fell directly onto a river rock and hurt my back, uh, that was bad pain for sure. And I remember it being such a interesting time because back pain, I mean, pain period sucks. Uh, Back pain is also very sucky uh, because you can't bend over. And so this is where, you know, having the ability to pick up socks with your toes is super, super helpful. But the weird thing was that the pain in my back wasn't any more intense than other sensations I've had definitely had sore hamstrings from working out. And that was way more intense or, you know, shoulder sore from doing push-ups or pull-ups or something like that. Like that was way worse, but this was different. This was bad pain, so to speak. And when you have bad pain, your brain literally thinks about it differently. The reaction is different. Your body is protecting the area from further injury. It's not the same as, oh, I just worked out really hard and now I have some soreness. 
So getting to know the difference between good pain and bad pain is going to save you a ton of energy when it comes to freaking out when you feel something in your body. So if anything, if I just help to take away for you even like 1% of that anxiety that comes up whenever you feel something in your body because you have a little bit more understanding and knowledge and confidence about what's going on, then I feel like today's episode is totally worth it. So when I say good pain, what I mean is delayed onset muscle soreness or DOMS. This is actually caused by micro tears in the muscle and connective tissue, which after they heal, that's what allows for hypertrophy or growth of the muscle to happen. So this is a good thing. You need this to happen for your body to continue to get stronger. Now, you can also get stronger without being sore. If you're not sore after a workout, that doesn't mean that you didn't get any stronger because you can actually get stronger just by being more coordinated or more practiced at any given movement. So that's why I always encourage everyone, you know, start with the body weight, master the foundations first, and then start to add extra weight. And then you're probably going to find that you're going to get sore. That isn't to say that some of these body weight workouts, I know inside Movement Mavens members are like, my gosh, that hollow body hold, my abs are so tired. And that's completely fine. And you might even find that it doesn't take a whole workout to get sore. Maybe you're just doing a therapy ball movement for the first time and it was uncomfortable during, but a little bit later, you also have soreness. All of those are okay. The biggest difference with good pain, so to speak, is that it comes on a little bit later. So usually around that 24 hour mark is when you've hit like peak soreness. And if you've had a really hard workout, like you know that feeling, right? Of exhaustion in your muscles. And you're like, oops, I know, I know what's coming. I know what's coming. Now, again, back to strength training, you can build strength training without adding weights. But if you really, really, really want to focus on improving tissue health, which I think you should, moving beyond body weight is key. But again, master those foundations first, which we talk about every single week about the squat, the hip hinge, and the overhead reach being those foundations of good movement. Um, Get good at those, get really strong at those, and then start to bring in your weights. And as you do that, right, as you start to push yourself harder, um, or if you've taken a break and you're getting back into something, all of these can lead to that feeling of soreness in the next day or that DOMS, if you will. But again, the absence of soreness doesn't mean that your workout didn't count. And I hope you can hear my sarcastic air quotes around that didn't count. So if about, you know, 24 hours-ish, you start to feel soreness setting in, and even if it lasts a couple of days, that's totally fine. This is probably just, you know, muscle soreness. It's going to resolve on its own. I wouldn't be super, super concerned about it. We are going to talk about ways to prevent it just momentarily. But before we get into that, let's talk about bad pain right? Or an injury. So when we have bad pain, typically that onset of pain is immediate, right? It happens while you're doing the thing. You make a step, you do a twist, a turn, something, and there's a snap, a pop, a noise, instant pain. Usually swelling, bruising also come into the picture almost immediately, but not always. And so 
when you have this bad pain, right, you know, your brain knows all red flags are going up. You can't move the area. You already can feel that kind of bracing that's happening around the area. Um, And also your brain is like, hey, yeah, let's not move there. Because when you're sore, you can still move that body part, right? It might hurt, it might be uncomfortable, you might be groaning a little bit. But when it's an injury, your brain literally stops you. It puts the brakes on like, nope, this is bad, we cannot go there. And that's truly what's happening, right? That soft tissue bracing or casting is happening um, in all of the muscles around where you have that pain to protect the area from getting further injured. So if your rehab is only looking at the injury, right, you're kind of missing the other compensations that have settled around it. Like think of an ankle sprain or some foot injury, for example, right? The foot or ankle might be what hurts, but the way you have to change how you walk into your hip, your knee, your lower back, a full body rehab program should also be looking at those pieces and not just where you're having the pain. Now, this is completely different from the pain or sensation or discomfort that you feel when you roll your IT band with therapy balls or you work on your tight jaw or you get into that spot in your upper traps that feels like it's just never, ever, ever going to not hurt. Uh, So when we hit those spots, right, that sensation is still valid. That sensation, whether you want to call it discomfort or pain, like it still counts. It's still your body telling you, not even trying, but actually telling you that something is going on. I'm going to tell you right now, you don't need to just breathe through it. Yoga often encourages us to just breathe through it. Fitness tells us, oh, just push through the pain. But I'm not about either of those. Pain's a signal not to be ignored. There is a reason that we feel things in our body, that we have these sensations, whether it's good sensations or bad sensations or pain or not pain or discomfort. They're there for a reason. And one of the things I've been exploring in my own practice, and I really encourage you to explore as well, is learning to trust the signals that your body is giving you. This seems like such a basic idea, right? Well, of course, I feel something, I just acknowledge it, and I'm like, yeah, okay, that's it. But this has ramifications and just consequences beyond just our workouts, right? Learning to trust yourself and learning to trust what you're feeling is also just learning to know when you've eaten enough, right? This isn't an episode about nutrition or metabolism or anything like that. But I'm telling you that learning to trust myself with my movement and honoring the signals that my body is giving me is helping me to be better in tune with just trusting myself overall. And that process of trust and learning to trust is going to allow you the confidence to not be afraid that every sensation that comes up is a surgery-inducing sensation, right? That just because you're feeling something, you're like, "Mm, well, now I'm going to have to get that knee replacement. I'm going to have to get spinal surgery. I need that cortisone shot. I need that intervention, whatever it might be. There's so much you can do to not only trust yourself, but help your body feel really, really, really good. And I know we have talked about this episode after episode of ways for specific body areas that you can do those changes and make those changes. But I just want you to know your feelings, your sensations, that pain is real. It is valid. But let's learn to be a little bit more discriminating isn't even the word of just knowing the difference for yourself and for your body so that you can make the right choice for yourself in that moment. So what about pain when you're rolling? 
on therapy balls or you're stretching, right? That is pain too. How do we figure out if that is a good pain or a bad pain? The first rule, and I have to thank Dr. Kelly Starrett for this, is if it feels creepy, it's creepy. And that's something that only you know, right? If you're like, "Mm, it's kind of sketch. Yes, yes, it is sketch. Stop doing it. Move on. The other thing you want to be able to do is to always take a full deep breath. Now, I'm not telling you to breathe through it. But by knowing that you can breathe into your belly, that's a sign that your nervous system is in a relaxed enough state that diaphragmatic or belly breathing can happen. So if you are taking shallow breaths in that panic state, uh, that's a sign that your body's telling you you're in too deep. And this can actually happen whether or not you feel sensations, right? If we have spent a lifetime ignoring the signals from our body, then we may not even feel if something is too deep. And I'm not telling you this to like scare you out of stuff, but you know, let's say you're rolling and it doesn't really feel like a whole lot, but you're, you know, having that like panic breathing, that really shallow breath. The next day, you're going to be most likely super, super, super sore, right? So the best way we can go about maintaining our body in a compassionate way is to pay attention to the signals that we're getting. And so if we're not getting pain signals, or even if we are, what is your breath doing, right? That's your next, almost like your oil check of what's going on in the machine of your body is what is your breath doing? With all that being said, some of the more sympathetic responses and sympathetic as in your nervous system, like creepy sweat, right? So this is the sweat on your upper lip. This is a sweat on your eyelids. Like that's okay. As long as you are still able to take that full deep breath, right? It's like the temperature gauge into your nervous system and how it's feeling when the actual sensation itself may be a little bit harder to discriminate. So that's your check. Can I breathe? Yes. Okay, cool. I'm all right. Does it feel super creepy? Yeah. Okay, well, then it's probably creepy. Let me move on and change it. Maybe change positions, change tools I'm using. Let me make it feel less creepy while I'm still able to breathe. So what about this good pain, right? What do we do to avoid soreness in the first place? And if you're like, but Alex, soreness lets me know that I did a really great workout. Sure, but you also don't have to be sore, right? Because remember this delayed onset muscle soreness is caused by micro tears in the muscle. There's inflammation happening. And so ideally, right, once that inflammation and soreness sets in, you want to modify your workouts a little bit, okay? Now, I've had workouts too where I'm just like, whatever, do my workout. I don't do any recovery mobility work after and I'm sore as heck. And then the next workout, I have to change stuff up, right? Because I literally can't move. I don't have the same strength and reactivity when I'm super sore. So the best fix and thing you can do for your soreness is to avoid it in the first place. And I talked about this in episode 96. I shared with you the best post-workout cool down. And that is my go-to rollout to minimize soreness. And it works every single time, I swear to you. (laughs) So try it out and let me know how it goes. Because once that inflammation and soreness sets in, you can lessen it to a degree, but you're sort of at the mercy of your soreness and you just kind of have to write it out. But that doesn't mean you have to stop moving, right? So walking, uh, maybe even rolling with your therapy balls are all great things you can do to keep moving. But like I said, you're probably going to have to adapt your next workout so that you're not taxing that same muscle area even more. 
Now, what about bad pain? So when you have an injury, you definitely want to be managing swelling and seeking out pain-free movement as quickly as you can. So for me, with my ankle sprain, that looked like, you know, movement-wise, all I was doing was working on high-tension, short-duration compression with a voodoo band. And I talk about this in episode 29 and 33 about how to manage swelling and inflammation and the various tools that you can use to make that happen. So voodoo band wrapping, that was the only movement I was doing for my ankle in those first couple days. Honestly, probably for like the first week before I started really adding weight, standing and doing work on it that way. But the voodoo band and using that, that high tension, short duration compression is what allowed me to get back to walking within about 48 hours without pain. You know, Ella's here. We got to go on a walk. My husband is working full time. So I had to walk anyways. It wasn't really an option. And I'm sure for many of you, and this is also, let me just put an asterisk here. This is dependent on the severity of stuff, right? Not everything you need to be walking on it within 48 hours of it happening. You don't need to be moving it. There are different levels of movement that you can have happen, but the goal isn't, oh, I got to get back out there. I got to get moving but is doing what's right for you and your body in that moment. And this whole process of learning to differentiate between good pain and bad pain is what allows you to kind of pick up on those subtle cues, right? To pay attention to what's going on in your body so that you can make those right decisions for yourself in the moment. Okay, one last thing. What about that pain that isn't soreness, And it's not an injury. It didn't just happen, but it just kind of lingers and hangs out all the time. So with this type of pain, I want you to think of it almost like a habit, right? Our brain and our body have learned that this specific movement hurts. And so we will have it hurt every single time. And so when you get into this scenario, what you really want to do is address the tension, improve the body awareness, proprioception, both of which you can do with therapy balls, and then work on retraining your brain and body on how to move pain-free. So that might look like a bunch of different stuff. It might look like mostly therapy ball rolling, but then also doing those activations. And that's really the Amplify You process and what we do inside of Movement Mavens. And so if you want to learn about your body and how to manage pain and what to do, not just for good pain or bad pain, but also that long lasting kind of always there pain, then join us. Movement Mavens is my exclusive community for busy, active women that will teach you everything you need to create your own custom workout wellness plans. Plus, you get the accountability and support to stay moving and stay out of pain with our monthly workouts, trainings, and video library. Now, we are closed for enrollment right now, but you can learn more about it and get notified about the next enrollment period over at aewellness.com slash mavens. So there you have it, the difference between good pain and bad pain, right? And good pain, we can help to lessen the severity of it by making sure that you get your therapy balls out, you get your roll on within that first couple hours after your workout. Truthfully, getting that post-workout cool down done in that first kind of like six to eight hours-ish 
is going to make a huge difference for what your soreness feels like in the days after so that you can get back to your training, get back to whatever it is that you're doing, feeling better and moving better. And then of course, if we have bad pain, if we have an injury, right, respecting that pain, but doing what you can to allow pain-free movement to happen, whether that's something simple like just passive motion or using therapy balls or whatever it might be. So what was your biggest takeaway from today's episode when it comes to good pain and bad pain? I would love to know. So take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram. I am at Hala for Mala, or you can hit me up on the Body Nerd hotline at 818-396-6501. And don't forget that show notes, fun links, free downloads, the Body Nerds group, and everything else lives over at aewellness.com slash podcast. So you know the drill, subscribe, review, share, do all those things. I so, so, so appreciate it. I actually discovered this week that the show is on the charts in Sweden in alternative health, which is really super cool. So if you are listening and you are in Sweden right now, you are amazing and I really appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) So here's asking better questions, moving more, being smarter about our pain and getting nerdy. And thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and that you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks, and bodywork is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.